with this idea in particular, I came into contact with it through the Coach Red Pill channel. He talked about the Peter Principle and the background of it coming from an economist. And he did a way better job explaining all this than I can. Though for the sake of my podcast and me talking about ideas that shape my worldview and how they do that, um, I'm going to use similar uh, language and examples Coach Red Pill did as a creative crutch to get my insights about this across. Though I want to give full credit to Coach Red Pill for bringing me into contact with this principle because I might not otherwise have learned about it if it weren't for him and me being on YouTube at the time I was. Think of a time where you tried something new and you weren't good at it. It could have been swimming, it could have been bike riding, it could have been weightlifting, it could have been playing a video game. Now think about what you had to do to become better. You had to practice and you had to fail at practicing in order to become competent and achieve the desired results. This is the Peter Principle, an idea that shapes more worldview, where you work up to further incompetence. Say you get a job at a grocery store and they have you start out as a courtesy clerk. And then once you have mastered that and you show hard work and dedication and competence there, they pay you more and they have you in a different position and you work your way up to cashier. They train you for two weeks so you become good at it. You become competent to do the job and complete your work on time or over deliver. And then once you get more familiar with your job and the different positions, they promote you to manager, something that far that is far away from your understanding. Now you're in a managerial position, so now you are incompetent there. When you need help, here's how you ask. Every offer starts with consideration. What is in your interest and what is in the other uh, party's interest? So for you in this instance, you need their help. And now you need to ask them what you can do in exchange for that. What you can do to repay what they do for you, the value they bring you. So it goes offer, consideration, and then acceptance. They, they will either accept your offer or they will decline it. When it comes to working in a corporation or some sort of workforce, asking HR for help or your managers is actually ideal. Because when you show them that you're aligning your interest with the corporations, the companies, they, they, they like having happy employees who are happy to do what is best for the company. Not to, not to mistake that they're your friends per se. However, they are more than happy to assist you because you're meeting their interests by getting their help. It's not always so simple outside of that context. Sometimes you have to be a good negotiator and... You want to focus on argument. When you argue for something, you're saying, I believe that if you help me, it will suit your interest as well, and I can do this for you. A, B, A, therefore B, right? 
uh, as simple as that. And you make your offer after you've provided consideration and they will most likely accept so long as that you understand what they want from you and what value you can bring them. And it doesn't hurt to say why it would be good for them if you helped them. You can provide a testimony or something like that. Be another good promoter for them. Be another good talking piece for them that makes them look good. So you have to become competent. And the, the farther you go in life, the more you're going to have to learn to ask for help. You're going to have to be trained. You're going to have to humble yourself in order to become better at the new position that you hold. And that's why I think Aristotle said something among the lines of, he who is a good follower becomes a good leader. Something like that. So think about it. You start out as a beta. You start out as somebody who is being led by somebody else, an alpha. So you, you do as instructed. You follow their lawful commands. You learn the ropes of being led. And then when your time comes and they pass on and they delegate their leadership position to you, you're now the leader and you know exactly how to help your followers. You become the alpha and your, your job is to help the betas become alpha. When it comes to knowing how to help somebody else, you want to meet them where they are at. Ask them, what are you having trouble with? What are you having trouble understanding? And how can I help you? Those are the three phrases to meet them where they are at. So then you can get the specifics of what they need help with. And you would know how to because you have mastered such position they're in. Or they made you a really good offer and you accepted. Just like when you ask someone, how do you feel? It's much better than, a, than being presumptuous and assuming you know how they feel. Because if you approach things with presumption, if you're being presumptuous, um, you're assuming it's like, oh, why are you upset? They might not even be upset. And the fact that you misunderstood them makes them feel worse. It's better to ask, hey, how are you feeling? And they're more than willing to tell you. Well, nine times out of ten, in my experience anyway. Because it's an opportunity for them to become understood. Just like when you're helping someone, don't assume you know what they need help with. Or, or don't just go over the briefs of the basics like, this is how you do this. Ask them, what do you need help with? How can I help you? What are you having trouble with? What are you having trouble understanding? And you will be admired because you choose to understand others. You choose to help others by understanding them. So no matter where you are in life, just recognize that competency is something you can develop. It doesn't matter what your circumstances really are. It's just a matter of what mindset are you in? Are you in a growth mindset? So the difference between a growth mindset and a fixed mindset, a fixed mindset is, in my opinion, kind of like being egotistical, like, oh, I'm really smart and I'm really good at what I do, I don't need to improve. It's probably because you were told that you're smart and you're this and you're that, all sorts of ego boosting things. And that's why you might feel like you're too good for some positions like starting out. But if you have a growth mindset, you've been told things like you're a hard worker, 
you you do the work you have a lot of effort you're really good at getting results you probably have a growth mindset where you go okay even though i have to start out in this entry level position i'm going to do whatever it takes to succeed in this environment to complete my objectives and level up think of all the things that you want to get good at like in my case i want to become better at guitar playing and soloing and that's where i have incompetency i i can definitely i'm competent enough to do power chords and uh the e chord and some other chords however i'm i'm lacking in skill set to be more versatile and to uh, create uh, different kinds of music and, and to have to give each song its own identity therefore I'm going to buy a course and I bought the I got I bought a music theory course and I bought a beginner to advanced blues guitar course and a beginner to advanced guitar course like overall the the general idea of guitars so this is where I'm incompetent. I don't know music theory. So that's why I'm learning music theory. And I'm surprised with how analytical it is. Because before I got into music theory personally, or even intellectually for that matter, I was always aware of it. It's just I never looked into it. I always looked at music as like this harmonious, universal event or like performance, this thing that really brought everybody together. Now that I'm getting into music theory in the course, I'm recognizing how analytical and structured it really is. There's actual framework for how music operates. There's a lot of math and science to it. So I'm becoming more competent because I'm learning music theory and I'm learning guitar simultaneously and I'm failing at it, but the more I practice, the less I fail and the better I become because practice makes progress. And progress leads to desired results, competency. I don't like the idea, the saying that practice makes perfect. No, don't don't shoot for that. Shoot for progress. And then, as far as like balance is concerned, aim more for integration. For, forget about trying to juggle like, okay, I got this going on at five, and then I gotta get these projects done. Aim for more like integrations, like okay. I'm going to integrate calling this person at five and I'm going to smoothly transition into completing this blog post I wanted to write. Something like that. Whatever your priorities are, aim for more like integrating the necessary things you have to do. And for the things that aren't necessary, don't worry about them. That's why you want to create like a project scope for your life. I, I have one on my whiteboard on the wall. I draw a blue circle because I like the color blue for it. And I write down my top four personal responsibilities and then my top four professional responsibilities. This gives me an idea of what to say yes and no to and how that relates to the Peter principle is that now that I know what is necessary for my life in a general sense, and now that I know what to integrate and what to uh, what I can leave to the side for a while, what can be put on the back burner, so to speak. Now I can focus on leveling up, becoming competent in the necessary areas of my life. And that's one of the tricks to having an organized mind and organized life is having the humility to recognize where you really are 
to see what you're good at and what you're not, what your actual skills and strengths are and what your weaknesses and what your faults are and your insecurities. And you want to humble yourself to go, I want to be a good leader. I want to be competent at X. So I'm going to ask for help and I'm going to be comfortable failing. And of course, nobody actually likes failure. Of course, nobody actually loves it. But you, you can learn to love it. People actually can. It's just it's just funny to me to think that there's people that genuinely love it. But, you know, I'm pretty sure there are. There's always outliers and stuff. But, you know, the thing is, like, even if you don't like failure, you don't have to like or love failure. You just have to be willing, willing to to fail in order to succeed. Because failure is what puts you in the right situation where you have this all this information about what you did wrong and how that happened and where to go right and how you can go right. So always remember, you're always working up towards incompetency and you need to humble yourself and you need to ask for help.